Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium and intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spirit School, the coronavirus edition. We are very excited today to have Stephanie, who's also known as Medium in the Middle on Instagram. And I first was introduced to Stephanie through one of my dear friends, Tina's podcast, the Intuitive Women's Podcast. And when I listened to the episode, I was really drawn not only to your voice, but your story. And I just kind of want to explain this before I have you introduce yourself, because a lot of people may not know, but my podcast is actually based off of my online journal from my development journey. My first four years of development, I captured everything in an online journal. And so I go back to it often and see what I was really insecure about, what triggers kind of came up during the time of the development and why I was so drawn to your amazing podcast, Medium in the Middle, which everyone needs to listen to is because it's based off of your development journal. And I just found that to be so synchronistic. So I would love for you to take a couple minutes here to introduce yourself, whatever you want to say to the spirit school audience. Hello everyone. Thank you for having me, Danielle. I'm very excited to be here. My name is Stephanie and I am from Medium in the Middle. I have a podcast called Medium in the Middle. And yeah, the basis of my podcast is all off of my little black book. So when all these experiences started happening to me under two years ago, so my journey is very new. Um, I started to keep a little black book literally in my purse because things were happening so often and I couldn't keep track of them. So I would write down all these stories in my little black book. And my podcast is a recap of all of those stories for the past year and a half. We're almost catching up to present now, but I, it was interesting because as things shift and change and your development changes, I don't need to carry around a little book anymore. I will either write them on my computer or I'm getting better at remembering or they're not so shocking to me anymore where I can be like, okay, I'll remember the details to write them down. But I do have to remember that the stories that are happening now are still shocking stories. We just kind of get used to it when we're living in this world, as I'm sure you can relate to, it becomes weirdly normal and we get used to experiencing these things every day. So the podcast tells my journey about a normal girl who was working at Lululemon, living the life, and one day I had this experience, and then I had a few more experiences that week, and it's been growing ever since, and it's been an incredible journey to take my listeners on with me because it's just as new for them as it is for me. I love that. And, you know, I studied under Tony Stockwell at a few different retreats, and one thing he said that was absolutely hilarious, he said asked us how we could perceive spirit. And of course we were like, well, we would just feel spirit. He's like, yeah, but sometimes spirit kind of feels like an old lover. (laughs) And it's exactly kind of what you're describing because it's right. It's true. It's like you the sensations. So one of the things I tell all my students, I'm like, you need to document your first few years because they are so magical. They are just so magical and you won't realize how far you've come until you can go back to those early days. So it is worth it to journal. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. I got into my mediumship journey through Reiki. So I did my Reiki level one. And when I went to do my Reiki level two, I kind of was like dumping on my master teacher being like, 
this is happening to me? Is this normal? Does this happen? And she was like, whoa, like, that's not Reiki. That's something else. Like, start writing down everything that's happening to you. And it really wasn't until I started to write it down that you see things click or you notice patterns or you just understand things better. But if you don't write it down, you can't look back and be like, oh, wow, this has happened four times this week. Mm. But sometimes it's hard to remember how often it's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, like I'm so obsessed with the details of mediumship. Like I get really into the details, which is why I started my podcast is because when I first was starting, I was Googling, like, does this, do people feel like a cobweb feeling? So I was actually Googling like cobweb feeling on arm and like, nobody was really talking about it. I think back in the day, I mean, for me, it was only since 2013. That's not too long ago, seven years ago, but Um, Amanda Lynette Meter was like the only one blogging about mediumship and like the details of it right there was no not a whole lot of resources oh I would google it all the time and I would used to tell people so I googled all these things and the internet says that if you're googling are am I crazy you're not crazy because crazy (laughs) people don't think they're crazy and that was like my saving grace I was like but I know I'm not crazy because crazy people don't think they're crazy For sure. I was like the one sentence that I found online where it's like, if you think you're crazy, you're probably not. And I was like, perfect. Yeah. I I, like just reaching for resources. Yeah. And I think too, when we're, we're on this journey of like kind of the intangibles, right? We're dealing with the world of energy, which can't really be seen. It can be felt, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of a subtle feeling. So you can either miss it. I think a lot of people miss their language of spirit and they miss spirit because it is that subtle sometimes. Yes. But also like, you know, I just kind of feel like we get a lot of comfort in understanding that other people are also experiencing this, right? Yeah. And I think that's why I connected so much with your story because you think you're alone in this journey and you think you're the only people that can connect with spirit and then you start meeting others in the community a community I didn't even know existed and it's so similar how my journey started the same way other people started and we all kind of had those same experiences at the beginning where we didn't know what was going on and we didn't know who to turn to and it's really comforting now that I'm meeting people like you who I can share and this is how I started okay now I feel more normal Yeah. Yeah. And we all want to feel normal without a doubt. I actually didn't hook up with other um, mediums. Like I met Tina in a mediumship development, not a mediumship development, a mediumship mastery circle from one of our mentors. And so we, we are literally in a group with 22 other professional working mediums. And I feel like sometimes I might annoy people because I'm still in the details. Like I still am so curious about how other people perceive spirit because now that mediumship is so popular on TV, you can see how different mediums pick up information differently. Like Teresa Caputo with the signs and the clairvoyance, Tyler Henry, clairsentience, he holds objects. Um, Sean Leonard, who's my favorite medium, he's in Canada, Aboriginal medium, Sean Leonard, he's very clairaudient, he gets names, he hears everything. And so I'm always so curious about how people perceive spirit. So what do you think is like the main strength of your language with spirit? Like, how do you perceive them mostly? My biggest is sense of knowing. Uh, I'm not the greatest with the Claire, so I don't know what Claire that is. They're cognizant, (laughs) Um, it's all good. There we go. (laughs) Um, I'm still new in this, but I just... No, and I don't understand how I know. So I can, when I'm doing, when I'm with a client, it's just like, okay, I'm getting like an A name. Is it like, who's Angela? 
Okay, Angela's my mom. Okay, great. And then do you have two sisters? Yes, I have two sisters. Okay. And what sister name ends in IE? And it's just like this ongoing train. It's almost as if once I start opening my mouth, I don't control it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I always know I just have to say that first sentence and then it's off to the races. But if something that happened in the beginning was I didn't notice, I didn't pay attention to what I was saying. So because it's almost like I was being taken over by something else and it wasn't my words, it's not my thoughts, it's not my feelings. When the reading was over, I wouldn't remember what I said. Mm. And people would be like, what was that that you said? It was so good. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Now I'm more conscious to like listen when I'm talking because even though they're not my words or my thoughts, I still have the ability to hear myself when I'm giving information to a client to be like, okay, I can hear what I'm saying so I can remember what I'm saying in the future. Um, which is also why I think I've stopped using the black book because now I just listen to myself. Well, before I would need the person to tell everything back to me. I was like, okay, what did I say to you? Because I don't remember. (laughs) Absolutely. I I don't remember a lot of my readings. I just started doing demonstrations. So like larger group events, I did a 22 person, a 33 person. And the first one, I don't remember almost anything I said. I think I remember two or three things because you're just in that, your channel, right? So you- you kind of like leave yourself a little bit to, to be that clear channel. What I love about claircognizance, and I hope that you keep that as a strength is because for me starting out, because I was so skeptical about my gift, I leaned into the clairsentience. I needed that physical proof, that clear feeling, but then I found it to be really draining on my energy system. But with claircognizance, the knowing you don't drain yourself as easily doing your work that way. So I hope like a big lesson from me that I could pass on to you is like stay in the claircognizance as much as you can. (laughs) Yeah. And no, and I like it. And a few times, like you do, like I've heard things very few times, but I almost get scared and I've only seen like a premonition once. And it was like, I was just started yelling. No, I don't want to go this route. I like the way spirit communicates with me now. And I want to keep it that way. And it just works for me. I find it's just the best way and I get clear information. So I like it this way. I'm not asking for anything. Absolutely. So then with your development journey, have you just been kind of like figuring it out on your own? Like you had a Reiki teacher. Have you ever had like a mediumship teacher? Um, so I was looking for someone to help me for a very long time. So I was just searching and searching and going to every circle I could find, reading every book, looking online, trying to find someone um, and no one fit my vibe. I'm not very woohoo-y. I'm very straight to the point. And I just wasn't really connecting with anyone. So when I moved to, I live in Banff right now, when I moved to the Valley, there's this one woman who everybody says, you have to go see her, you have to go see her. So she had a long wait list, but eventually I got in and she was kind of like, how'd you get here? Like, I have a really long wait list. And I was like, I don't know, I just needed, I knew I needed to see you. And through that, like the way she worked was very similar to the way I worked. And I was like, I have things that to learn from you. So she's been really supporting me as a mentor. We meet every few months and I just dump on her all my questions and she's been really supportive, but I've tried reading other people's journeys and books and things like that, but I'm trying to back away because you try to fit your own story into other people's story. And then when you aren't the exact same, then I'm like, Oh, I don't fit the mold. I'm different. Does this make sense? So I wish I would have met you or Tina when I was looking for someone to, you know, help me. But now that I'm in this community, I realize that there's so many amazing other healers and mediums that are so relatable and so down to earth and they do 
kind of talk about energy the same way that I do, um, which has been really comforting for me to know that like we're not alone. Absolutely. And what I love about the podcast industry and the podcast world, because I'm not a YouTube fan, like I, I don't like search YouTube. So I never kind of got onto like the YouTube thing, but I love podcasts because I used to commute in my, in my day job uh, up to a month ago. So I would get a lot of different podcasts in. So I love the podcast world because people are just able to share what they know. So you're able to get information from people you would have never have ever realized or have known before. And so I know that there's a lot of spiritual development podcasts now more coming out all the time. So it's really a neat way to learn from different teachers just passively as well. Yeah, and I love listening to other people's journey. Like I really fell in love with your um, podcast as well because it is so relatable and so real. I feel like you don't sugarcoat anything, and that's what I really want the message of my podcast to be: is just we are everyday people who this happens to. We could be your neighbor, your sister, your best friend. We're just able to connect with spirit and making it more relatable and making it more like quote unquote normal, but just having people be interested or having people want to listen or be like, okay, I maybe don't believe in that, but I'll listen to your story. Or like, I know you Steph and I believe you. So do, does that mean I believe this and just getting the wheels turning in people's mind? Like, I love that. So when I'm able to listen to another podcast that does that for me, it's just like, yes, like there's others. <laughs> for sure. And what I love about your energy too, is like, I've seen it work two different ways. I've seen people fall into that comparison trap when they're listening to other podcasts and reading other mediums books versus, you know, for me, it's a, it's a genuine curiosity. It's not about comparing. It's not about um, making myself feel like more than or less than anything else. It's literally, I'm just dying to know how everybody works. Yeah. Like, Cause it's, I'm just so curious about it all. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like when you find those similarities, you get to connect over that and just talk to someone else who gets it. So that's really special. Yeah, I think I drive some of my mediumship friends nuts because I really like get it. I'm a Virgo sun, right? So I'm all detail orientated. And so I'm like, okay, so when you stand up in front of a group, like what goes on in your head? And like, how do you open yourself to be able to receive in that space, right? Yes, I know. I'm working on doing my first demonstration as well for a large group. And for me, it's like, yeah, how does this work? And it's just like, well, how does it work when there's one person in front of you? It's like, okay, I can wrap my head around that. But when there's 50 people, like that's just 50 times the amount of spirit. So it's, yeah, you got to practice. And it's like any other job. You need to work on it. You need to invest in it. You need to practice. Like this doesn't happen overnight. We all didn't wake up knowing exactly what to do. Like we're on a journey. For sure. And the Dems, I think, are a little bit easier in some respect. Like, I was really surprised because in my one-on-ones, I do work mostly in my clairsentience. I have a ton of different signs on my body that spirit has to work with. But when I did my first demonstration, I was really surprised because almost everything came through clairaudiently. Almost wow. everything. And it was, like, so nice for me to get out of my body for a minute and just have the information flow through in that way. So it was better than I expected because I had that kind of cool experience. My second one was a little bit harder for me because because it was in my clairsentience. Um, but I've just learned, you know, over the years, I think I've been doing professional readings now for almost four years and developing for seven, but I just found like, you can't predict how spirit's going to come to you because like human beings, everyone's so different. Every spirit is c incredibly different as well. Yeah. You, I you always try to, it's not my choice. <laughs> I, I just do what I'm told, but it's not my choice. I have no idea what's going to happen. I have no idea who's going to come through. 
I have no idea what they're going to say. Um, so yeah, and just letting people know that we're literally the middleman. Like my podcast medium in the middle is so perfect for me because I'm literally just in the middle. Yeah, no, it's perfect. And what I love about you, you have a really soothing voice. You're perfect for podcasting. <laughs> and I, I've, I looked at some of yep. your reviews and like, they were, they were exactly what I would say. It's just like, I feel like I'm having like a cup of tea with you and I'm just like yeah. listening to your story. And so I just feel like, especially the spirit school listeners are very dedicated listeners. I'm like, I really wanted to bring your podcast to their attention because it's exactly what I talk about. I'm like, you need to document your stuff because mm-hmm. look how cool the journey is. And sometimes when these little things are happening, it may feel insignificant, but it's not. And like you say, identifying the patterns is really going to help you reveal your language of spirit and soul, your own unique language. So thank you for for sharing it. It's just like, I just think it's going to help so many people. Yeah. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to share the podcast. And I think you're so right. It, it is those little things that build up where you don't think it's anything and then you don't think it's anything. But then when you put those three kind of nothings together, it's something mm-hmm. and then it all starts to click. So yeah, if you aren't recording, even if you're doing Reiki, mediumship, if you're just working on your development, anything, I would recommend writing things down, writing down how you feel, writing down what you think, anything that you think is insignificant in hindsight could be the biggest deal and you never know. So yeah, because even trying to express to people who don't know about mediumship, the cool things that happen in readings and the cool things that come up, they sound so flat when you share them. You're like, I <laughs> oh, I feel so cool. I know I had a reading last week and I just kept getting like the word prune, like prune juice, like tell her to eat prune juice. And I was like, what? Like, I'm not going to tell this woman to eat prune juice. I don't think people like prune juice even like, is this a punishment? And for like the last 15 minutes of the reading, that's all I was getting. And I'm like, I'm not telling her. And then at the end I kind of slipped it in there and I was like, "Mm, like, by the way, your dad wants to tell me, wants me to tell you about prune juice. Like, does this make sense for you? And she starts laughing and apparently they had prune trees at home and they made prune cakes and they had prune juice and they made prune liquor. And she was like, I can't believe he's telling me to drink prune juice. And I was like, woo, like glad that you like it because I thought this was going to be some kind of punishment telling you to drink a glass of prune juice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's like, as a medium, we have to stay out of our way. We have to get what's out of it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, all of us do it. I still do it. I'm just like, oh. And then sometimes people will say something that you wanted to say and you're like, oh, why didn't I say it? Like, why didn't I say it like that? Yeah, you try to put your mind in it and change what spirit's telling you, but just say it the way they're saying it to you. Like I always say, it's not my job to interpret. I'll just say it. And if it makes sense to you, that's all that matters. Yeah. And one thing too, I'm fascinated to know if this happens for you, but, and I tell my students, it's like rarely does spirit come through with like a neat and tidy, cohesive story, Mm. right? It's literally like bits and pieces of information. We're literally trying to grab in the ethers that's surrounding us. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like that? So yeah, I definitely feel that way. I kind of say it's like blind charades and, (laughs) or like a broken phone line. It's not this clear, like, Hey, it's mom calling. Saw you ate dinner last night. How are the kids? Like, it's more like, piecing together this information and by the end of it it's like oh okay this all makes sense what they were trying to get to but it's not a clear line or else this would be so much easier it's little bits and pieces of information that when we piece it together then that's the meaningful me the meaningful message and, and I, I think that's what makes it so unique to each person 
Yeah, definitely. And that's like different mediums are really good at pulling different types of information. Like some people need the name, some people need the date, some people need the DAP, some people just need a message. And I think different mediums have their own specialty in these areas, right? Yeah. But I truly believe spirit will align us with the clients that we can serve and help. So it doesn't stress me out. But going back to what you're saying about it also not being a super clear line, and it would be a lot easier if spirit could just like speak to us in cohesive sentences. Yeah. But I, I'm still trying to understand my philosophy around that. Why? Like, why can't spirit just say, I died March 4th in a car accident, da, 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 da. Yeah. And I feel like there is some divine intelligence behind the way it works now, because I know all different mediums experience the same thing that we're talking about, but I still am trying to uncover my own learning from spirit on why that is, right? Yeah, that makes sense too. And I feel like maybe we're just thinking that we need those validations where maybe just getting the number seven for March 7 is enough, you know, mm-hmm. like where we, I think we always want more. We always want perfect information. We always want everything to make sense. But I always find like, maybe that's not the full point, you know, like maybe it's just that knowing that spirit is around, knowing that they're still communicating with us, like giving us that little bit to keep us going, knowing that when we're all spirits, we'll be together and maybe we can talk normally then. But yeah. I think too, one thing I've been kind of playing with lately is that um, surrender is a big thing, right? And like even mm-hmm. seven years in, like I have not fully surrendered into my gift. I have not fully surrendered into my trust of the world of spirit. And so I feel like too, until we like fully surrender, if that af- actually ever does happen, we fully surrender and then things will flow a lot more, but I feel like because our egos are still somewhat wrapped up in our name and our reputations, um, we can definitely maybe, yeah, we just haven't fully surrendered into it. That's kind of one philosophy I'm kind of playing with right now. And it's so hard to take yourself out of it, to take your mind out of it, to take your ego out of it and just listen. But I find that my best readings are when I do that and my worst readings are when I'm trying or when I'm thinking or when I know who the person wants to talk to and I was like oh they want to get dad like come on dad where are you like yeah like that way we're not in control and we need to just remember that yeah I think my best readings are when I'm like literally just coming in to have some fun Mm. like I'm just like let's just have some fun today and as a Virgo son that is very hard (laughs) yeah because we're so attached to everything. Right. And I'm like, let's just have some fun today. So like my first demo, I was like, you know what? I have no idea what I'm doing or how this is all going to play out. So let's just try to have some fun. Right. Yeah, And I love that. I love that vulnerability because I feel like people can connect to that when you're saying, you know, I don't know what's going to happen and I don't really know what I'm doing, but I know, and I trust in spirit and I know that this is going to work. Definitely. So then some other questions I really wanted to ask you, because I think back to my first few years of developing and a lot of like the relationships that I had with other women, with other friends, with just different, I found it really hard to maintain my friendships and my relationships because I didn't want to talk about anything else. Like, have you experienced that? Oh my gosh. Yes. So I, I think the podcast stemmed from me saying these stories so often to people and I just kept thinking, I don't want to say this anymore. Like I'm just constantly talking about myself. I'm constantly saying the same stories and everyone's super interested in it. Like I just need to make a platform where I can just say the story and I can be like, are you interested? Listen to the, listen to the podcast. <laughs> well, that's kind of where the podcast started. But I, my friends are good now where they, they'll ask questions and they'll be like, is this okay? 
but yeah, you don't want to be constantly talking about it because I feel like it's very self-indulgent. Um, but also it's kind of is like work. So yes, I want to talk about it, but at the same time, I want to talk about other things too. And it is exciting and different. So I understand why people want to continue. Um, for me, I find that now I won't tell people and I don't think that's a good option either because just to avoid those conversations. So there's like a hard balance of where you want to talk about it and you want to share what you're doing, but at the same time, you don't want to always get into it or you don't always want to dive into those conversations fully. So it is a hard balance. So I feel like I'm either, hi, I'm Steph from Medium in the Middle, or I'm just like, hi, I'm Steph. I work in a restaurant. Like, <laughs> don't ask me what else I do. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's definitely a hard balance. I, I feel that for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I never tell people when I see them, like when they meet me, like some people it's years before they find out what I do, because if they don't know who I am, then that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Right. I'm Danielle, the mom most of the time, like outside of my mediumship work or teaching, I'm like Danielle, the mom who did not sign up to be a stay at home mom, by the way, yeah. <laughs> is really struggling right now with the schools yeah. being closed. But, um, you know, I'm just like a regular person, much like you, like that's a come it was hard for me to find a teacher too, because I didn't want the stereotypical kind of like Sylvia Brown, though I love Sylvia Brown, but you know, with like the long nails and like, yeah, the whole look, the whole look, it's like, and I had actually a really hard time. My first three teachers um, went against mediumship after I'd worked with them. And it was kind of like, you know, breaking up with a boyfriend, then they go get married yeah. or something like that. And so, you know, with, Doreen and then my second teacher and then my third teacher like Doreen and my third teacher went born again Christian um so devoutly speaking against mediumship and then I had a mentor in the middle there in the middle um that again like kind of went against mediumship spoke out against it quite um you know publicly and so it was like really hard for me with the mentorship thing for the first few years and then now I'm very choosy about who I pick I worked with Sean Leonard for a year I love him so yeah. much he's amazing and then like Lindsay Marino I've worked with for the past couple months who's beautiful and so I've been really lucky but yeah it was definitely a hard journey for me the first few years because it was a lot of mixed messages a lot of uh, yeah, it was just like, it was really hard. And so I yeah. felt totally alone and I didn't have any friends who did mediumship or anything like it either. No, it is hard. And for me, the hardest was probably my family mm -hmm. because I don't care if other people think I'm crazy, but you want your family to know that you're being genuine. And it was, they, I don't know if they all believed me, but they all just accepted it. And again, people go back to, I know you, Steph, and I believe you, and I know that you wouldn't lie. And I don't know how you know those things, or I don't know how this happened to you, but I believe you. And that's kind of all of I all I needed. But the whole like telling the family, it's one or two episodes in the podcast, but it's, it's a big deal when you have to come to your family and be like, this is what I'm experiencing. This is what's been happening. This is what I've been noticing. And now like two years later, fully standing in it and it's happening all the time and they're kind of used to it now, but you really have to like embrace this new like identity almost and present it to the world. Absolutely. And I totally agree. Telling my husband was like the hardest thing because we met working on a race team together. I was fully in my masculine, right? Traveling Canada, North America with this race team. And um, when I 
tapped into my mediumship abilities and I was fully in my feminine because I'd also become a mom. And my husband does not believe in the afterlife. He does not believe in mediumship. And that was like the hardest thing for me, I think, was telling my husband. My parents are very open and they love me and trust me. So much like you just said, my husband just says, you know, I don't believe in what you do, but I believe in you. I know you're not a liar. I know that you have good intentions. So I support you in whatever. But it took him a full seven years before he was like saying, you know, you should quit your job. You should pursue this. Like you're obviously helping people and you do really well at it. So he was the one who actually in January told me to, to leave my employment for this. Right. Yeah. So it was like a, a big lesson. A lot of relationships shifted and changed because of this path. But I feel too, that we attract, um, people who are open to hearing about it curiously and sharing their own stories too. That's been my biggest struggle is finding other people who are vulnerable and are willing to share all their stories. Um, like, you know, cause I've been talking at people and then they, well, I don't know, it's tough. It's hard. It's hard yeah. to find people who you can have like real conversations with. Right? Oh, I get that. And you're right though. You, you said it like you need to be vulnerable. Like I'm fully myself on the podcast, fully being like, I thought I was crazy. Like this happened to me and I didn't believe it. I needed facts. Like I didn't believe myself. I didn't know how I know. And you're going through these struggles, but you have to be fully vulnerable with your listeners because that's what makes us real and authentic and why people are connecting with us because we're not pretending that we knew it all from the beginning. We're not pretending like this was easy or that one day you just wake up a medium and you're fine with it. Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, spirit's always there, but I didn't always talk to them. Yeah. I think you like vulnerability is like a synonym to, to mediumship. Like you can't do this work without being vulnerable. You can't. Yeah. And of course, and then you're asking your clients to sit in that vulnerability with you because they need to be sharing that space and that energy to like walk with you in this journey. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. So in, in closing, I'd love to know what's next for your podcast. So I'm listening to it in order and I know you just launched an episode about the future of the podcast and I messaged you about that. I'm like, I can't listen because I am a Virgo. So I go in order. Yes. I think I'm on episode 11 now. I'm like, so I'm still a little bit away, but so what's up for your podcast? What's next for Stephanie? So yes, I would highly recommend listening to the podcast in order if you want the full journey. If you don't want the full journey, skip to episode seven and I think you're fine by then. Um, but next is we're catching up to like real life in moment now. So I had tons of content from the past year and a half where I've been able to write all these stories. And for a a moment, I'm like, I'm going to run out of things to say. I'm going to run out of podcast worthy sessions where it's like this big mind blowing worth telling people about kind of things. But then I realized that I was just getting so used to it. I was used to someone walking in, me knowing who they wanted to talk to, me knowing the name, me knowing all of these things. I just forgot that that's not normal and that those experiences are still so special. So I've started writing out just things that have happened in the past two months and it gave me a ton more episodes. Mm-hmm. So for a moment, I think of you have that moment of weakness of, is this over for the podcast? Where is this going? Um, but I still have many more stories to share. And I also want to open things up to adding interviews with you and with other mediums in the community, also bringing in people who have had experiences. So to get the other side of the story. So what did the sitter experience instead of just what did I experience? Um, So yeah, I'm really excited for the podcast. I'm also going to be going onto YouTube so you can see my face, tell these stories. Um, 
I am kind of thankful for this isolation period because I can get so much work done. You are uh, so lucky, girl. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I don't have kids. So yeah, I have the gift of time. And I just want people to see my face because I feel like when they see my face, it'll make it even more relatable. Um, I'm 30 years old. I'm an average looking person. I do CrossFit. I go to yoga. But when I just tell my stories, I feel like that's how people connect with me. And I want to make energy, mediumship and Reiki just so relatable. And so that people just start asking questions or maybe they're interested or maybe they're just listening for a good story, but at least they're listening. You're a good storyteller girl. All right. Yeah. So let, let's drop how people can get in touch with you and follow you. Uh, so you can follow me on Instagram at medium in the middle. I'm also on Facebook medium in the middle and soon to be on YouTube medium in the middle. You secured that handle. Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm also for the podcast. You can find it anywhere. Podcasts are available. Um, iTunes, Spotify. Yeah, and I'll link everything in the show notes for everybody so they can just quickly link for you as well. And I thank you so much for coming on Spirit School and sharing a bit of your story. And I'm so excited for our listeners to, to get to know you better. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love chatting. Awesome. So I really hope that you enjoyed the conversation with Stephanie. I know that a lot of people who listen to Spirit School are new into their development journey. So it's really exciting for me to interview somebody who's, you know, she's not quite at the beginning, but she's only a couple years in. So I know that her sharing part of her story, people will be able to resonate with that and see pieces of themselves within her story. So thank you for tuning in. I do ask if you enjoy this podcast, if you could leave a review and a five-star rating, it really helps with the algorithms on other people new people finding spirit school I also really wanted to announce that I launched an $11 offering called your most intuitive week we mentioned this in the podcast about documenting those feelings and seeing patterns and that's exactly what this workbook offers it's a seven-day journey to understanding how spirit speaks through you how your own intuition and spirit speaks to you by documenting daily what you feel, what you hear, what you know, what you see, as well as giving you a word to affirm to and acclimate to for the day. It's a really high vibe, seven day journey that I have received amazing feedback from. It's only $11 Canadian and you can find it on squamishmedium.com. Also, if you check out Squamish Medium on Instagram or my Facebook page, I launched Spirit School today and the first classes start next weekend. So I will be doing a full episode on Spirit School, about Spirit School next week, early next week. So listen for more details there. But if you don't want to wait and you're very excited to see about this online school offering, then go check out social media and it's all posted there for you to register and save your seat in Spirit School. Thank you, everyone.